A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You've heard of the gig economy. It means folks can pick up extra work, make a little extra money easily, right? Or or wait, does it does it mean big tech companies get to exploit desperate unemployed people to pay them a pittance with no benefits or workplace protections? Also, somehow the laws on what's a gig worker and what isn't seems to only apply to everyone but Uber drivers? Are you confused? Don't be. Let's help you know a little more about the gig economy. Now, for the purposes of this episode, we'll be talking about the gig economy in the United States because it's a complex issue and it has different specifics in different regions. But a lot of these principles will apply. The gig economy refers to the idea that you and I can take gigs, get paid for them, and move on to the next gig without having to sign on to a full-time job. And the benefits of that are usually touted as flexibility, being your own boss. It's often pitched as maybe a side job to make a little extra money. The downside is that gigs don't provide any of the protections that a full-time job would, like minimum wage, workers' compensation, insurance, 401k, and, most notably for state governments, payroll tax. Taking gigs isn't new. Musicians, accountants, construction workers all essentially operate in something like the gig economy, and states have had rules for a long time to accommodate that. The issue that these rules address is whether someone is truly a freelancer taking advantage of the freedom to pursue their own gigs, or if the person is actually just a full-time employee, but their employer calls them a freelancer to avoid paying minimum wage, payroll tax, providing benefits like insurance. So we have rules to figure that out. Then came Uber, and Uber-like companies. In an old internet story, the old rules didn't quite fit well with the new internet-driven business. And the state of California in the United States has led the way in trying to adapt its rules to the gig economy with a law known as AB5. Let's work through what the old rules were, what the new rules are, and what Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, and others want to change them to. We start by taking you back to 1989 and the birth of something called the Borello Test, which would last for decades as the standard to judge if someone was a full-time employee or a contractor, not just in California, but in other places as well. The test came out of a case called S.G. Borello & Sons, Incorporated versus Department of Industrial Relations. At issue was whether people hired to harvest cucumbers were independent contractors exempt from workers' compensation or not. And the court decision resulted in a simple 11-part test. Courts would examine all 11 parts and come to a conclusion based on how many were met. No single factor was the most important. It was a judgment call. Hence, you needed judges. However, the first two parts of Borello were given special emphasis. 
whether the person performing the work was in a business separate from the company hiring them, and whether the work itself was part of the hiring company's main business. An accountant hired as a contractor could be considered distinct. A person picking cucumbers for a cucumber farm? Maybe not so distinct. With Uber, the company has argued that their business wasn't providing rides, but connecting drivers with riders. Remember that argument. Now, the other nine parts of Borello uh, include uh, whether the company provided tools and supplies to the worker or whether the worker owned their own equipment or materials, uh, what skill was required for them to do their work, whether the work was done under the company's supervision or direction, or whether the profit a worker made depended on their own managerial skill. The other parts related to how long the worker had performed the service for the company. Were they always working for this company or did they move around to multiple companies? Whether they got paid by the job or by the amount of time worked and whether the parties saw the relationship as contractor and client or employee and employer. (laughs) Simple, right? It led to shortcuts, some based on subsequent court cases. For instance, uh, you generally couldn't keep a contractor working for you alone for more than a year. A worker had to show they had worked for multiple clients. And personally, I've had to show that I invoiced other media outlets in order to be considered an independent contractor for companies I've done videos and articles for, companies that aren't even based in California. Now, these rules are just for California, but a lot of other jurisdictions look to Borello as a model in their own cases. So for decades, this has kind of been the de rigueur standard in the U.S. Then along comes Uber and others like it, Lyft, DoorDash. But Uber got all the legal attention specifically. Under Borello, Uber was able to classify its drivers as independent contractors because not only did it claim it didn't provide the rides, only the connection platform, as we said, but it didn't set hours. It didn't provide the cars and it didn't, in its opinion, directly supervise the drivers, just told them where the riders wanted to go. But the legal guns came out for Uber anyway, from disgruntled drivers who felt taken advantage of, labor unions who also felt the drivers were being taken advantage of, and competing businesses like taxi companies who didn't benefit from the gig economy the way that Uber did. After many legal wranglings, Borello was changed in California on April 30th, 2018, when the California Supreme Court issued a decision in a case called Dynamex Operations West Incorporated versus Superior Court. We'll just call it Dynamex. This decision resulted in something called the ABC test. It is a simplified and stricter version of Borello. And maybe Borello needed to be simplified. The case itself involved drivers for a same-day delivery company called Dynamex. Before 2004, Dynamex classified its drivers as employees, paid them a minimum wage, insurance, etc., all that. And the fact that they changed that and used to call them full-time employees ended up being kind of fatal to their case. In 2004, Dynamex changed classifying drivers to being independent contractors. Drivers were allowed to set their own schedule with advance notice. Drivers could reject delivery requests as long as they acted quickly. And drivers were paid by the type of delivery, not by the hour. Drivers also had to buy their own trucks, pay for their own gas, pay for their own maintenance, pay for their own vehicle insurance. That saved Dynamex money and satisfied a few Borello conditions along the way. Dynamex also required drivers to buy a Nextel phone to talk to dispatchers and to buy Dynamex uniforms to wear during Dynamex deliveries. Hmm, Seems like supervising them to me. And the court found for the drivers and created the ABC test in its opinion. 
The court determined that a worker should be presumed an employee unless the hiring business could show that all three of the following factors were met. And remember, Borello was just 11 tests to help you come to a decision. None of them was determinative. ABC was stricter. You were an employee unless you could satisfy all three tests. Here they are. Test A, that the worker is free from the control and direction of the hiring entity. In other words, I tell you what I want done. You go do it on your own time in your own location with your own tools. I don't care if it's done. This works for accountants. Here's my info. Go do my books. Doesn't work so well for cucumbers. I need you to pick these cucumbers right here on my land and nowhere else. Uber, give this person a ride. Enjoy. Maybe they satisfy that test. Test B, two of three. The worker performs work that is outside the usual course of the hiring entity's business. This is similar to the main factor in Borello. If I'm a cucumber farmer, it's kind of hard to say that picking cucumbers is not my core business. But if I make an app for connecting people, I don't give the rides. You do, right? Maybe. And the final test, test C of the ABC. The worker is customarily engaged in an independently established trade, occupation, or business of the same nature as the work performed. This is why I had to show invoices that I had other clients. I do this thing for a living. I'm not just taking this job and no others. Maybe cucumber pickers could show this. Uh, Uber drivers are certainly allowed to drive for Lyft, DoorDash, Postmates, whatever. Anyway, unlike Borello, this new ABC test was ironclad. You had to meet all three or you weren't an independent contractor. You missed any one of these, you were considered an employee. The Dynamex decision came down in April 2018, and it was questionable how other courts might apply it, given some of the legal nuance in the case. So by December 3rd, 2018, just later that year, Assemblywoman Lorena Gonzalez introduced Assembly Bill 5, or AB5, that would clarify the ABC test and make it a law. This would make it harder to tie up cases in court arguing exceptions. AB5 was signed into law September 18th, 2019, and went into effect in California January 1st, 2020. One of the clarifications was who AB5 would apply to. You know, the point of this law was to stop people from bringing in terminable numbers of court cases. So the legislature or the Industrial Welfare Commission could make exceptions and either define specific rules for an occupation or say, you'll apply the Borello test for this occupation. Exceptions were numerous, including insurance agents, doctors, attorneys, architects, engineers, private investigators, accountants, money managers, direct sales, and many others that fell strictly under the Borello test. Other exceptions, like construction, marketing, HR, business-to-business contracting, real estate agents, repo agencies, and another large list had their own specific rules, usually based on Borello with a few other considerations. And then a few other situations might not even fall under AB5, say if there was an applicable federal law that preempted it, in which case California said the Borello test would apply. See? Simpler. Oh wait, one more thing. AB5 also included a clause restricting freelance writers from accepting more than 35 assignments from a single outlet and made no provision for musicians or comedians performing at a club, as well as being vague on a lot of standard entertainment industry practices, which led to horror stories of bands not being booked because they would technically have to be employees of the club they were going to play at. 
So on September 4th, 2020, more exceptions were signed into law. They repealed the 35-article limit and exempted freelance writers, musicians, recording artists, songwriters, producers, promoters, film support crews, visual artists, translators, and more. But not drivers. No exception for drivers, because that's really what this was all about. Of course, you might assume that all of this, which was generally motivated by protecting drivers for Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, and others, would have ended up making those drivers employees and getting them all the protections of full-time drivers. You will be forgiven for making that assumption because that did not happen. Uber and Lyft looked at AB5 and said they believe their drivers still qualified as independent contractors under the ABC test. Their drivers are in a different business. Remember, Uber says they're a technology platform, an app that connects people with each other. They said the drivers and the riders decide how the work is carried out, not Uber. And they said drivers are free to take rides from as many providers as they wish, and many drivers do operate for multiple ride-hailing and delivery companies. Plus, AB5 never mentions ride-hailing specifically. See? They met all three parts. No problem. Well, <laughs> the state of California and several city attorneys general had a different opinion and sued Uber for violation of AB5. A San Francisco court ruled that the companies would have to reclassify drivers as full-time, and in response, Uber and Lyft threatened to stop operations in California. Uber said it would have to reduce its drivers to 25% of its more than 200,000 in California, meaning not as many rides available. They'd have to raise prices as much as 120%, and they have to stop operations while they adapted. Now, Uber bases that on only having 40-hour-a-week employees, which the law doesn't require. They could do part-timers. And some have also disputed that the fares would have to increase that much for the increased cost, but it would increase their costs. Didn't matter, though, because a state appeals court ruled that the companies needed more time to adapt to the ruling and ordered them to submit sworn testimony that they were developing infrastructure to handle reclassification of drivers as full-time employees. One of the reasons that the appeals court gave the companies more time was that Uber and friends are pushing a law at the ballot box that would make the state's court case moot. Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Instacart, Postmates, and others have spent more than $180 million to support Proposition 22, which will be on the ballot in California November 3, 2020. On the ballot, it will be called exempts app-based transportation and delivery companies from providing employee benefits to certain drivers initiative statute. And that's pretty much what it does. If the voters approve it, it will define app-based transportation, rideshare and delivery drivers, as independent contractors and adopt labor and wage policies specific to app-based drivers and companies. All right, so who gets to qualify as an app-based driver under this motion, if this becomes the law? They have to meet one of two qualifications. A, that you provide delivery services on an on-demand basis through a business's app or platform, or B, you use a personal vehicle to provide pre-arranged transportation services for compensation through a business's app or platform. Pretty simple. You're using an app to do rides or deliveries. But that's not all. Prop 22 would also provide a minimum amount drivers could make based on 120% of the state's minimum wage applied to a driver's engaged time plus 30 cents a mile, which would go up based on inflation over the years. So they're putting in a minimum wage 
for their drivers. Now you may say, well, doesn't that make them not qualify? Remember, this gets rid of AB5 and Borello as it applies to drivers. So they can do this as part of the law. Say, we're going to call them contractors, but we're going to give them a minimum wage. They also would limit drivers to 12 hours during a 24-hour shift, require health care subsidies where a company would pay 82% of California-covered premiums for drivers who average 25 hours per week and 41% of the premiums for drivers who average 15 to 25 hours per week. They would require the companies to provide occupational accident insurance and accidental death insurance. So they're trying to give drivers some of the benefits of being full-time employees without having to pay payroll tax or be under the other restrictions that would be required. The fiscal impact of the bill is listed as, quote, minor increases in state income taxes paid by rideshare and delivery companies. That, of course, is compared to not making drivers full-time employees, but sure, it's going to bring in a few more dollars than if you left everybody just as an independent contractor. So that's where we're at. Lots of folks who are not drivers now don't count as contractors. Lots of exemptions had to be lined out in state law for contractors who the state do want to qualify as contractors, and the whole issue of drivers is now taken to the ballot box for the people to decide. I hope now you get where we've been, who this affected, and where we may or may not be going. In other words, I hope you know a little more about the gig economy. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details this message comes from bof sponsor ebay you'll know real when you get it it'll say ebay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it maybe it's a head-turning handbag a watch that says it all jewelry that makes you look like the gem or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly ebay gets it so look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.